Hi, good morning everybody. Happy Sunday. I hope everybody is having a wonderful weekend as always. Um, I listened to a podcast recently that I found very informative. I wanted to share that information with you. Um, I will link the original podcast in the description of this episode, but it's kind of mind-blowing to be honest with you and uh, I had to listen to it a couple times before I really understood everything that was going on and what was being said. Um, but then, after I listened to it all and did a little bit of research for myself, it turns out to be 100% accurate. All of the information is directly from links from the CDC website. Um, and with a little research of your own, you can find it too. So, I want to jump into this. But before I do, make sure that you are following us on whatever listening platform um, you are listening to this on right now. So if you are on Anchor or Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, or Spotify, uh, make sure that you go ahead and favorite or follow the podcast, Patriot Strong. If you are watching this on BitChute or Brighteon, make sure that you subscribe so you never miss a new video. Um, I also linked my two groups in the bottom of this video, um, Patriot Strong Podcast on Facebook or on Telegram, which is t.me forward slash Patriot Strong Podcast. If by chance I ever get um, deplatformed off of the fake book, then that is where I will uh, most likely be found. I'm also on CloudHub and all of that, but that's linked on my main profile. Anyways, let's get into today's episode which is going to be called, The Virus Was Made for the Vaccine. Yes, and I know I've said this a lot before. I've had many discussions on the actual podcast page, but that is correct. The vaccine has been made, it's patented, um, for quite a few years now, and they had to uh, come up with a reason to execute their big plan which I still believe is depopulation. And honestly, with everything that's going on um, right now, it seems that this is just another conspiracy theory that is going to be proven to be true. Okay, so the episode of this podcast that I listened to recently is from Mike Adams. Um, he has a website called the Health Ranger Report. I believe that's what it, called, what it is called or the Health Ranger store where you can pick up um, his supplements, food, preparedness, boxes, whatever. This is not sponsored by him, but my husband and I were just looking at the store website and um, it has a lot of good stuff on there. He is a food scientist, so he tests all of his food and all of his supplement products um, with every batch that is sent to him. So check him out for sure. I will link, again, those websites in the description of this podcast. But his podcast, that came out probably earlier this week, and then he announced that he was going to do a more in-depth episode on the subject, which is what I listened to again this morning for the third time and took notes, and I want to share it with you. Um, so yeah, let's get into it. So... His episode was called Zero Evidence That Coronavirus Exists in like Physical Form. Um, so basically to 
find any kind of virus that a patient is being tested with, you have to have something to compare it to. So whenever you do like the blood work or whatever, um, and you look at it under the microscopes or run it through your labs, however that process works, the patient's blood, if it shows all of these different specimens, then they can be compared for uh, likeliness, and you can say, oh yeah, we, you are being tested for this. Um, we took your blood sample and it matches up with this certified uh, reference material of whatever it is you're testing for. Besides um, the certified reference materials, it is also called a base or an external testing standard. Um, he goes on to say that you can go to websites if you are a certified lab. I forget like what certification lab has to be, but there are websites that you can go and order these different standards or certified reference materials to test for like E. coli, um, you know, all that kind of stuff. Influenza, he lists like five or six different things. You can just go to buy um, if you're a lab again, so you can test your product or you can test people like their blood work to show that they actually have what is being tested for because you can't test for something if you don't have anything to compare it to. Okay, so this is the website that he mentioned in his podcast, biosystos.com, B-I-O-S-I-S-T-O.com for those of you that are just listening. Um, okay, so these are like the certified microbiological reference material um, that you can purchase if you are a lab. Like obviously I can't just go buy all this stuff because you have to be certified. But like here's, okay, like here's their store page, I guess it would be called. Um, they have different bacterial, like virals, okay, that you can uh, um, buy for a reference. So bacterial, you just seen it there mold, yeast, all this, all of these, okay? And I'm not even gonna try and say any of these because I have absolutely no idea. But if you do SARS, what's it, SARS-CoV-2, not found. Um, let's try COVID. Not found. Let's try if I can even type. Let's see, our coronavirus. Okay, so not found. Okay, none of these can be found as you're seeing right here. I'm trying to do this, kind of doing it on the fly. Um, I've never even been to this website before. I'm just trying to search for stuff that he said like you can you can buy if you're allowed to test against. Um, let's actually dive into this a little bit more. Okay. So here's a little bit more about the certified reference materials. It says BioSysto produces and delivers microbiological certified reference materials. These reference materials can be used for quality control, validation of methods and training purposes in food, dairy, and water laboratories. 
Biosystems reference material can contain one organism, single strand, or multi-organism, multi-strand. A single set of standard reference materials are regularly produced and can generally be delivered within five working days. Um, okay, so again, these are a website, a company that people who work in labs and food science, whatever, they, they go to to order like their vial or whatever it is to test on this stuff. I just showed you like SARS-CoV-2 isn't available. You cannot buy it. And there is a very good reason for that. And that is because he goes on to prove that um, SARS-CoV-2 is not an actual thing. It does not actually exist. Um, it has never been isolated. There are no standards for it to be compared to in any tests or any lab and anything at all. Um, SARS-CoV-2, an external strand, doesn't exist. The virus hasn't been isolated by scientists or laboratories, and in nowhere have they taken the blood work of an infected person and be able to isolate the makeup of COVID-19. Coronaviruses do exist. They've been around forever. They have a very wide array of what they can be called, uh, like your common cold, influenza. These are all um, different kinds of coronaviruses. So coronavirus isn't a new thing. COVID-19 is the made-up virus that was rebranded as um, coronavirus from the flu, which is why flu uh, numbers weren't kept track of from the CDC last year. So, since there are no virus samples for labs to explore and test, they obviously can't detect the analytical methods of, uh, of sampling, sampling this. The CDC also uh, recently, and I'm sure that you've heard this too, have uh, released a statement saying that the PCR tests are going to be recalled at the end of December because the PCR test cannot detect the difference between any coronavirus period. I did do a little short like episode early last week about this, but I wanted to try and go more in depth on it today and hopefully this is making sense to you. Um, like I said, I had to watch the original podcast like three or four times to understand it really in depth to even do this episode. Um, so the PCR tests are producing false positives. They are not producing positives for COVID. They are producing positives for um, the spike proteins. There is an NIST traceable sample list thing um, that he mentions on there too. My husband knew all about it. Uh, the CDC created a digital sequence that can be emailed or downloaded and that's how all of the labs are getting this information like back and forth kind of thing. They take that sequence that the CDC created, I guess, um, 
and implement that into the PCR tests program. Uh, then they tell the test that this specific sequence is what you're looking for, and uh, that's how they come up with the positive tests for COVID, whatever. Um, again, the real thing doesn't exist. There's another article on the CDC website that they did uh, come out with, and I was trying to find it earlier, um, that Mike Adams says how they actually came up with the sequence. They added tighteners and A549 cells to mimic COVID. Um, so they didn't have the actual vial test isolated virus thing to test all these patients with. Nowhere in the world does this exist. So COVID-19 only exists in the digital library world. It is not an actual thing in the scientific world. It is very important to understand. <laughs> um, again, you have to have something to compare your test sample to, to know what you're looking for, to correctly uh, diagnose the virus. And I know that this might go like over and over repeating myself, but I'm trying to explain it the way that I took notes as I was listening to Mike Adams' podcast. Here is another article um, for you from the CDC directly. Um, this was released on the 21st, so, I don't know, early last week. Um, telling you basically that the PCR tests are invalid and fraudulent and they don't and can't detect coronavirus at all. It says, after December 31st, 2021, the CDC will withdraw the request to the U.S. Food and Drug Administration for emergency use authorization of the uh, CDC 2019 novel coronavirus real-time PCR diagnosis panel. The essay uh, first introduced to the public in February 2020 for detection of SARS-CoV-2 only CDC is providing this advance notice for clinical laboratories to have adequate time to select and implement one of the many FDA authorized alternatives. Okay, so this is them basically saying that they knew the PCR test couldn't detect coronavirus as in C19. It couldn't differentiate um, between any of the coronaviruses, but they're going to continue this for another five months. Okay, just stop for a second, take that in, think about it. The CDC already said this test cannot detect COVID-19. That's what they said. It's right there. You guys can see it. Um, why are they continuing this test for another five months then if it does not work? This is what people don't see that don't do their own research. This is why why people need to look into everything that is going on, okay? Um, see, in preparation for this change, the CDC recommends clinical laboratories and testing sites that have been using the CDC 2019 uh, real-time PCR test to begin their transition to another FDA authorized one, which coincidentally, one was just bought out by Bill Gates and George Soros. Um, and that was probably right around the time that this article was released, actually. 
So isn't that a coincidence? So what's going to happen? They're going to continue to use these tests that will pick up any coronavirus, so your common cold, the flu, what have you, and push it as COVID to make everybody go back into hiding to scare everybody with the new Delta variant, which the PCR test, again, cannot differentiate between COVID-19 or the Delta variant. So why? Why continue the false narrative and your fake agenda to scare people? And like this entire thing is so fraudulent and fake. Um, and again, this is right from the CDC website. Like I'm not making this up. You guys can read it. Um, let's see. Here's just something that I wanted also to bring up, um, kind of supporting my theory along with the theory of many, many others that the uh, whole COVID numbers were pushed and, uh, I don't know, put into a scare factor when it was really the flu. Okay, so here is from data from September 27th of 2020 through... Uh, uh, last week, July 24th, 2021, okay? The number of positive specimens of both flu A and flu B. Are you guys, like, seeing this? 150, it looks like, is the max, okay? So you're telling me that COVID cured the flu? I don't think so. Um... Let's see, I actually have it on my phone. I don't have it on here, though. That last year, they said, due to the COVID pandemic, the CDC will not be tracking the flu. And this was last year. You're just going to go through this entire flu season information. Okay, look, isn't this amazing, you guys? Let's go to... 1819 for oh this is only this week dang okay well I thought it was going to be the entire flu season in general um this, oh well no that doesn't really help either oh wait there you go okay so here I'm just going back week by week for the flu season. Okay, it's 1819, 1920. This is where we are. Let me go back. Active cases of the flu. So this would have been Right whenever we were locked down last year. April, March 28th. I think this is like the week that we were locked down. These are the flu cases, okay? These are all of the patients who tested positive for the flu. Are you guys, I hope you can see this, seeing all this change, very high levels of the flu in outbreak cases. 
Okay, and then let's do 2021. I'm sure these are going to be shocking results. Probably very little, if at all. So the, this past year. Nothing. Hardly anything. Isn't that amazing? Look, it literally cured the flu. COVID did. Wow. Again, okay, you guys, it's from the Flu Weekly Index. You can go look for it yourself there. Okay. So, let's see. A 76% decrease in influenza among, uh, like, this COVID outbreak. This is in Singapore. There's, they said a 76% decrease. I just showed you guys for the United States the number of cases that were reported um, of the flu for 2018 and 19, 19 and 20, and 2021. You guys saw it for yourself. Um, like, I'm not making this stuff up. So, why then are people getting sick now? Um, this is another thing that he spoke about on the podcast. And I'm going to try and go through this kind of quickly. Um, that way, after this, you guys can just go watch Mike Adams' podcast. It's very, very informative. He explains a lot of it much better than I do. But I'm trying my best. Trying my best to share with you um, how I perceived all this information. <sighs> okay, so... And I showed you guys the CDC um, lab alerts, the multiplex detection for low flu tests, high COVID, the decrease in influenza. But the spike proteins are where it gets you. That's where the vaccines are getting everybody because the vaccines do include the spike proteins. And spike proteins are a toxin that if you breathe in, just like asbestos, can really, really mess with your body, can mess with your lungs, with your veins in a way. That's why all the blood clots, blood, I can't even talk, <laughs> blood clots exist because of the spike proteins. All of the uh, adverse side effects from the vaccines that they don't want you to know about is because the spike proteins. And the spike proteins are a Again, a toxin nanoparticle existence. That's how they were made. That's probably what was being made over in China. Um, and this, again, this is all Mike Adams' interviews and his research um, as well. He, I think, spoke to Dr. Lee Merritt about the outbreaks in New York City and Northern Italy. Um, the virus attack was fake. The nanoparticle structure is real. The spike, spike proteins are real. The shedding is real. That's why people are getting sick. That's why the CDC recommended for vaccinated people to wear the masks. They believe that the masks work, but the vac uh, vaccinated people are now considered super spreaders because they contain the spike protein, again, which is what is making everybody sick. Okay, one more reference for you guys. Mike Adams talks about Silk uh, Institute. 
Um, Silk Institute is very, very pro-vaccine, very pro-science. Um, I'm going to give you a little bit of an overview of them and then share with you an article that they produced and put out uh, regarding the spike protein and how much more dangerous that is than any COVID virus could ever be. So Salk's mission statement says, every cure has a starting point. The Salk Institute embodies Jonas Salk's mission to dare to make dreams into reality. Its internationally renowned and award-winning scientists explore the very foundations of life, seeking new understandings in neuroscience, genetics, immunology, plant biology, and more. The Institute is an independent nonprofit organization of architectural landmark, small by choice, intimate by nature, and fearless in the face of any challenge. Be it cancer or Alzheimer's, aging or diabetes, Salk is where cures begin. Um, okay, they have like outreach programs and they have a little history about the Institute itself. Um, information about Jonas Salk, the visionary of the entire Institute. Uh, go explore. Um, let's see. There's, I don't know. All of this information right here you guys can find, but this is the uh, uh, article that they put out in April, okay, so it's been four months, that the novel coronavirus's spike protein plays an additional role in the illness. Scientists have known for a while that SARS-CoV-2 distinctive spike proteins help the virus infect its host by latching onto healthy cells. The spike protein is in the vaccine, okay? It's not originally a part of the coronavirus, but the spike protein is in all of the vaccines. Hence why so many have already been stopped for administration. Uh, AstraZeneca has been stopped. I know Pfizer and Johnson & Johnson, I think, are also um, being looked at. Uh, now, a major new study shows that the virus spike proteins, which behave very differently than those safely encoded by vaccines, also play a role in, in the disease itself. The paper published on April 30th, 2021 in Circulation Research also shows consecutively that COVID-19 is a vascular disease, demonstrating exactly how the SARS-CoV-2 virus damages and attacks the vascular system on a cellular level. The findings help explain COVID-19's wide variety of seemingly unconnected complications and could open doors for new research into effective therapies. A lot of people think it's a respiratory disease, but it's really a vascular disease, says the assistant research professor, Uni Manor, uh, who is uh, co-senior author of the study that could explain why some people have strokes and why people have an issue with other body parts. The commonality between them is that they all have vascular underpinnings. Um, I'm not gonna read this entire thing. It is quite long. In the new study, the researchers created a pseudovirus that was surrounded by SARS-CoV-2 classic crown of spike proteins but did not contain any of the actual virus. Again, because the actual virus does not exist, okay? They just said it. Scientists have not been able to isolate the corona 
COVID-19 virus solely in singularity. It doesn't happen. It does not exist in the scientific world. Anyhow, exposure to the pseudovirus resulted in damage, in damage to the lungs and arteries of an animal model, proving and providing that the spike protein alone was enough to cause disease. Tissue samples showed inflammation in the cell linings and pulmonary artery walls. The team then replicated this process in the lab, exposing healthy endolithial cells, which lined the arteries to the spike protein. They showed that the spike protein uh, damaged the cells by binding ACE2. The binding distributed, sorry, disrupted ACE2's uh, molecular signaling to mitochondria. Um, causing the mitochondria to become damaged and fragmented, which the fragmented parts, hold on, fragmented parts of the coronaviruses are mixed in with the A549 cells to mimic COVID-19, which I said earlier. Um, if you remove the replicating capabilities of the virus, it has still a major damaging effect on the vascular cell simply by virtue of its ability to bind the ACE2 receptor and the S protein receptor. Now famously, thanks to COVID, further studies with the mutant spike proteins will also provide new insight and effectivity in the severity of mutant SARS-CoV viruses. The researchers hope to take a closer look at the mechanism by which uh, disrupted ACE2 protein damages mitochondria and causes them to change shape. I am going to link this on my actual on the actual um, podcast page, so you can look at it again yourself. I hope. I know it was a lot, but I hope that you guys were able to follow it. Um, again, the virus hasn't been isolated. It doesn't exist in the scientific world. PCR tests can't detect the difference between any coronavirus at all, be it the cold, uh, flu, COVID, the Delta, which is just another made-up thing to reinforce masks and lockdowns. It's all a fake agenda. Um, illegal, really, because emergency use can only be administrated if there are no other known uh, cures for this, which there are. Um, but research that yourself. You guys, it's easy to find, very, very easy. Um, so yeah, interesting factoid of the day. And I posted this on my Facebook page. Uh, the virus was created for the vaccine. C19 coronavirus, which can't truly be detected with any PCR test because the specific tests don't measure viral loads, and because there's no certified reference material to compare it to, was rebranded SARS-CoV-2 from influenza. It's all a hoax, so mainstream media can push the toxic nanoparticle injection. That's why more vaccinated people are getting sick. The vaccine has spike proteins inside, which are little toxins that cause blood, clots, other anomalies, 
uh, along with all the other adverse effects that you've seen in the news lately. To sum up this entire episode, again, thank you so much for tuning in. I hope you found this information uh, interesting and important like I did. Please share it with your friends and family. We have to stop this right now. We cannot let them continue this fake agenda. It is going to cause so many deaths because the virus doesn't exist, but the spike proteins in the vaccine do. That's what, why people are getting sick. Um, go look it up. Listen to Mike Adams, Health Ranger, the Health Ranger report, I think it's the website. You can do a quick search for him. Um, he's so smart, so intelligent. He knows what he's talking about. Have a wonderful day. Thank you so much for tuning in. God bless you. God bless this country. And together we're Patriots Strong. Bye, guys.